0: was a teenager, young adult, he would often say, I'd rather be here than any hospital I know. He'd say, I'd rather be here than any jail I know. And obviously he wasn't comparing here to being in those places. He was just an expression of how much we have to be thankful for the privilege of coming into the house of God. What a wonderful thing that is. And, uh, I thank you for, I feel an openness of your heart and spirit tonight. I thank God for that. I think he would put some things in. if We'd let him. Amen. I want him to do that, don't you? Amen. You can be seated if you'd like to. Praise God. We're, we're going to start a little different. Um, I've not prepped anyone tonight. Um. But I'm going to give some opportunities this evening. Um, r- raise your hand if you were able to be here and participate Sunday night. Raise your hand if you were. Okay, so obviously quite a few. That, that's not to single you out if you weren't. Uh, we understand that. Uh, it was a, a last minute notice. Uh, There at the close of Sunday morning service, but we felt the prompting of the Lord. We thank God for the many that were able to make the return trip. And uh, the Holy Ghost met with us here in prayer in a beautiful way. And then as we separated, men went downstairs, ladies remained upstairs, and we spent time in a foot-washing service. Now, raise your hand if you were here Sunday night and it was the first time you'd ever participated in such. Raise it high. So again, you can see quite a few. I think we figured more than 50%. It was the first time. Um, It was a response to the Holy Ghost, it was a response to the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Lord had dealt with us in the Word. bishop was here Sunday morning, ministered to us from the Word of God in John 13, where Jesus washed his disciples' feet. And uh, it was not a pre-planned thing. I followed Bishop and shared what God had been dealing with my heart about for two or three days. And then at the close of that service, the Lord prompted me. Um, And so we came back. And so what I'd like to do, I just did that for those of you that weren't here as we move forward. You're not like, okay, I'm not sure what they're talking about or what I'm hearing about. Okay, that's the only reason I walked through that a little bit. And the Lord met with us as we... Had the ladies here and the men downstairs, the Holy Ghost met with us in that time of brethren and sisters ministering one to the other. Uh, it, it was very rich and powerful in a great, great way. And so, what I'd like to do here, without further ado, is uh, those that were here and participated. I, I'm not going to call on you. I don't think, unless no one volunteers. Um. I would I would just like you to share what it meant to you or what you experienced. Um, is that fair? I'm, I'm trying not to be too specific. I don't want to pigeonhole anybody into a certain thing. But I think it's important to talk about or what God did for you in that service. or Or even since, how he's been dealing with you since. And so I'm opening this. Raise your hand if you're willing to communicate. Raise your hand and keep it up if you're willing to communicate. I got two people so far. Okay. I got three back there. Okay. Praise God. Sister Philomena, why don't you come here for a minute? Thank
1: you. Well, good evening, everybody. <laughs> um, so, Sunday evening, all of us got together and we did a foot washing service. Well, me, I've never done it before. And I was like, okay, you know, we're going to get our feet really clean today. <laughs> um, and it touched my heart personally. Um, I think just of how how much we mean to a sister to a sister and a brother to a brother. Um, it's just how close we can go to humble ourselves and realize we're not competing. You know, we're not... Higher than in one another, you know. We're just simply living for the Lord, you know. And in that, you know, it's in unison. You know, we've talked about unity. You know, one mind, one body, one accord. And it just felt like a different connection. Like more, I was like, man, I'm gonna start praying on people's feet now. Like, <laughs> not not saying I'm gonna be grabbing y'all's feet on Sunday. Like, just be careful <laughs> in advance. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's it's so beautiful. I just remember, um, just praying with my sisters on Sunday evening and just, I think just once you just, it's not the motion of washing their feet, but it's more as I'm humbling myself. I'm kneeling down and I will be more than happy to wash my sister's feet, but it's more as the authority you have as well. You know, it's saying, you know, Lord bless their feet wherever they go, you know, give them peace, you know, give them a walk of authority, you know, give them boldness wherever they walk into, you know, and. Lord, wherever you place them on their job, you know, or in the workplace or in their homes, you know, like, I pray authority in Jesus' name that you will order their steps daily, you know. And it just felt like such an authority that I've never felt before, you know, and it's such an emotional connection, too. Like, I felt like I bared more of my sister's burdens than I ever did before, you know. It's like, okay, like, they can tell me one thing, but once I touched their feet, I was like, sis, I feel you. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but in Jesus' name, I'm giving it to the Lord, you know. <laughs> um, and so there's just, I believe there's just authority there. You know, whatever whatever the Lord, you know, planted there, I don't know. You know, I didn't know my sister's burdens, but I just felt, okay, well, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I, I pray authority over their lives Because we're walking daily, you know. It talks about in the word we walk by faith, not by sight, you know. And so we have to walk in it in authority, in boldness, in courage and wisdom wherever we go. And so that's what really touched me now. So I'm sorry if I scared y'all if I'm going to start praying on people's feet on Sunday. <laughs> I promise, brothers, that's that's between y'all. It's between my sisters only. <laughs> um, I'll bless y'all in the distance. <laughs> um, but in Jesus' name, you know, I just believe it. It marked a different spiritual, like, prayer life for me, you know. It's like, okay, like, how much more can I do now? You know, just touching a shoulder, hugging somebody by praying, but praying over their feet, you know. Being below them, not below them, but just being in a sense of humbling, you know. I'm submitting myself to my sister today, you know. I felt that responsibility today, you know. I have, a, I have a responsibility and accountability for my sister and her walk with God, you know. So I speak authority in that today. And so, in Jesus' name, that was my little love note from the Lord. <laughs> so,
2: Praise God. I... uh I uh as I was down there you know I I've been in uh one before in Wapato and uh when I participated in it it was very uh beautiful it uh bonded us together you know and I had never felt that before but this time around when I was down there with the men it was so different and uh, spiritually it was uh, something greater of the lord truly knitting us together you know all of us that were down there god was just you know moving on me and I, man I, I couldn't help but just to to feel that humbleness and that you know that connection with my brothers and sisters, or with my brothers down there, not my sister. (laughs) But, uh, uh, you know, uh, some of the men that were there, they uh, said some things that marked me. I, uh, uh, it really moved me what they said. Uh, There was a couple of them there, and uh, I won't name any names, but, you know, They were talking about how it was a struggle for them to come to to be there. And feeling like they weren't worthy to participate in that. But one of the brothers said this, he said, I don't know, I was just I just felt I needed to be obedient to God to do it. So I just came and, you know, I just, I didn't want to do it. Even when I was down there, I didn't, you know, want to participate, but I participated anyway. I just, I felt obedience to the Lord to do it. And that moved me, you know, when he said those things because it's, you know, I could see that desire and that hunger that God places in a person. To move beyond the flesh. To move beyond having confidence in the flesh. See, we don't have confidence in the flesh. But we walk after the spirit of God. Of where God is leading us and where he's taking us. And that moved me so much because there was a knitting that was taking place down there. There was a unity that was taking place with the men of God building us up, teaching us to be in his spirit, in unity. Amen.
0: I'm putting Brother Robert on the spot. I mean, he volunteered. I'm glad he did. He rushed to get here tonight, so he didn't get to go home and change. So he's a little conscientious now. I'm making him really... <laughs> but I'm saving him having to explain himself so that nobody's like, oh, man. So that's a... Just,
3: Praise the Lord. Um, So when I heard about the uh, foot washing, uh, I was excited. And as the day went, and as the clock got closer to six o'clock, I was fighting it. You know, uh, I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't want to. And I still made my way over here. I knew I had to be here. And as it got closer, as we walked downstairs, and I see the the buckets of water and and I was battling um well a lot of pride came up. Like I can't touch another man's foot, you know, I can't do this, like what am I doing trying to, you know, scrub another man's foot, you know? <laughs> and um so I started seeing it be done and, and uh and so I had to go get into a corner and pray, you know, and 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 I told the Lord, like, Well, um you know, I just want to be obedient to you, and uh, and you wash the disciples. Feet. You even washed Judas's. Uh, you know, he he washed his feet, and he was the one that betrayed you. If you know, uh, and if I wanna, if I walk in your spirit, you know, I want to be like you, and, and and so as I went to attempt to wash wash the brother's foot, instantly when I touched his foot, there was a releasing. You know, I, I was cleaning his foot but at the same time something was being cleaned inside of me things things were being risen up you know and there was pride that i didn't know i still had you know and and it was and i felt a releasing of pride you know and i felt as the brother was washing my foot that you know jesus was washing my feet you know and i and i was worthy you know because i was one of those guys that brother was talking about that i didn't feel like uh i was worthy enough you know and um i just felt a lot of uh pride being released you know and uh and uh yeah, God is great. <laughs> Praise God.
0: Yeah Brother Robert said it, so I'll share. He we started and he just went over in the corner downstairs. <laughs> he wasn't the only one, there were different ones working through. I appreciate that honesty and that transparency of going, I've gotta recognizing, I've gotta press through this. Amen. Others tonight. Sister Stephanie. Again, nobody got to notice. They're just sort of coming. They got the. So. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Um, praise the Lord. Okay, so it was my first time coming, and as many of you and Joe and I were working the children's ministry, so we didn't. We weren't aware, and we were taking Sky home, and and. Um, I shared something with the kids that I'll share with you, and it's relevant. But we're on our way home, and we're taking Sky. And Sky goes, "Are you guys returning tonight?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, for prayer." And uh, she she goes, "No, for the foot washing service." And I think my neck snapped, like <laughs> <laughs> like people washing your feet. Like <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you coming?" Elder says, "Bring your own towel." And I was like, "I don't know." I don't know, Sky. I might have something I need to do tonight. <laughs> it lighthearted, you know, but the reality is something in me, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to, and so um, I was listening, I was listening to the preaching when I got home, and I'm like, okay, so. He didn't really mention it on there. Does this
1: count? Like, you know,
4: does this really count? And and so we get the we get the message, and and Joe comes downstairs, and he's like, "All right, babe, get ready." He's like, "We're going." I'm like, All right, "I I can't. I don't know if I can, Joe." And I think I sent him one of those uh, little Grinch meme, and it was like the Grinch after he gets ready, and he's like, "That's it. I'm not going." And so, He sent me one back (laughs) it was toes in the in the screen flickering he's like yes we are (laughs) um, but but something came to me and I shared with the kids uh, that day about Jesus being king of our hearts and I placed a chair and talking about how you know when, when we're excited about God we're like God we want you to be king in our lives. And anything you want, anything, wherever you want us to go, I am willing to go. And I told the kids, so, you know, it's like Sister Stephanie. I give him the chair. I go, God, here's this chair. And he goes, do you know what this means? Yeah, God, it means you're in control of my life. And Jesus is like, wow, I'm honored. I'll sit down. And, and so I'm like, okay, that's great. And I'm excited. And Jesus is happy. And then somebody comes and goes, hey, Uh, I'm going to go to the nursing home, and I'm going to go wash the individual's feet there. Yeah, I think you should come. I think it would be a really nice thing to do. And that's when Jesus goes, yeah, that's a good idea. And I go, oh, I I don't know. I I got some plans I got to (laughs) do. You know, and and you move move Jesus over. This is the example I give the kids that day. And I go, it doesn't matter what comes up because things are going to come up. We have to make sure he remains in the chair. So here I am. I'm at home. And God gives me feet washing. I'm like, okay, okay, what is it that bugs me about it? Because I, I don't, I'm not bothered. I can, I can wash feet all day. That's fine. You know, I'll humble myself. I'll, I'll get before the chair and I'll, I'll wash your feet. I'll pray for you because I love you and I care for you. And if that's what you need, I'll be there. But it's a different matter to have somebody wash my feet. That was different for me. That was different from me. And Elder got up in the beginning and talked about, you know, that's pride still. And we call that backward pride at home because it's not really, oh, I'm not prideful. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So when I sat in the chair to have my feet washed, it humbled me. It humbled me because as much as at times, you know, the body needs me, I need you. I need you, and I need to be able to admit that. And i need to be able to be humbled and so as i looked down at my sisters washing my feet i was humbled and i prayed over them because i need them i need them i need you as much as they needed me in that moment so i'm thankful i'm thankful god has a sense of humor <laughs> i'm
5: thankful he has lots of grace to give <laughs>
0: talked about that as men, how sometimes the most humbling part isn't you washing, all of us would be willing to wash somebody, it's to sit there and to serve one another, to serve one another. Anyone else? I see Brother Tim and Sister Sally, why don't you both come and you guys can decide who goes first and second. Amen. Amen.
6: Praise the Lord, church. Well, for me, I experienced also, like Brother Lewis said, the first time in Wapato. And I remember then how uncomfortable I was to have my feet washed. I didn't feel worthy, like Brother Robert said. But this time around, I felt like I'm not sure what God did in me, but I know that God showed me to um, pray with my sister with authority. And that's something that I have issues with. I, I I don't do well with giving authority. I can receive, you know, do something for me or whatever, from others, but for me to give, it's it's a hard thing for me to do. Um, so I was very um, touched when I just barely placed my my um, hands on my sister and started praying with her. I just felt this boldness and this authority that flew out of me that I was not even aware was even going to happen. But um, I was humbled to be able to pray with my sister, and you know, I, I was praying for her that God would just bind us together with cords that cannot be broken because, like Stephanie just said, we need each other. Because we never know when we 're going to be the ones that are you know s- struggling or stumbling, and we need each other to lift each other up, so I just felt that um, authority just flow through me and into Sister um, Priscilla, and just it, it just bound us together beautifully, and I just thank God for that, and you know when I was praying with my daughters, um, I just felt also that the Lord was um, again point authority and confidence into my daughters as I was speaking. In tongues, and I didn't know was what I was saying, but I, I felt the authority. I felt the authority for my daughters to be able to receive what God has given them that day. I'm not sure. they didn't share anything with me, but I felt that the Lord was just pouring into them, you know, at the moment when I was praying with them, and I just thank God for the, that authority that was able to flow through me as I yield myself because I didn't feel comfortable in it, but I knew that I had to just do it and be obedient.
7: Praise the Lord. Well, I'm a man of a uh, few words, if you know me. And I heard Furt that at the end of the service, and I was kind of like, hmm, done it before. Um, got home, sitting there, and I was looking at the clock, just like the brother said, looking at the clock. And it started getting close, and I said, I don't know if I want to go. I didn't tell my wife nothing. I didn't plant any seed in her or nothing. It was just a thought in my mind. He got closer and closer. I said, uh, okay, let's go. So the girls got ready. My wife got ready, and we took off. We got here. And like I said, um, I've washed feet one time and experienced in Wapato like a few of the other brothers. Uh, They've been around the church for a while. And it was a different experience over there than over here. And as I walked in, I still wasn't too sure that I wanted to participate. I said, okay, well, I'll go down and I'll you know, sit there and had an opportunity. My grandson was there, so I talked to him a little bit and explained to him what was going on. And it was a humbling experience. The Spirit of God moved in a different way that well, we never expect the way God's going to move because we can't understand him. And he does what he does. And he pours out where he wants to pour out and You know, he moves in different ways. And it humbled me to wash one of my brother's feet. And I've been part of the church, I'm going to say probably about 16 years or so. So one of my brothers that I washed their feet, I seen him as a, a small child. And I watched him grow in the ministry that God gave him. And I prayed a blessing over him that the Lord would bless him and continue to bless him. In the ministry that he has and that he would open doors and everywhere that he would walk the Lord would bless and I was praying for him and like he said something was poured back into me you know my wife would testify to this I don't like to be touched by anybody I'm one of those people that you know hey shake my hand you know, but here at the church with my brothers I don't mind giving them a hug and I don't mind shaking their hands but anywhere else you know <laughs> just the way I was raised. I never got that love, received that love, but when God got a hold of me, it was different. And so the foot washing is an experience, and I would recommend if we ever have it again or when we have it again, participate. The Lord's going to move in a way that you've never seen before, and he's going to bless you as well as your brothers, and he's going to bind you together. And we'll see when we do it again.
0: Amen. One last opportunity. Scan in the room. Brother Joel, why don't you come? Amen, Sister Juliet. I was looking.
8: Praise the Lord, church. Uh, well, I've uh, I've been around this for a while and and so um my thing wasn 't much with pride, uh, even though I come from a line of people that have a lot of it and uh but the lord 's breaking that broke that over the years in many ways so um I knew when when they mentioned that it I knew I was in all the way because it'd been a while and uh and uh i I just read the Bible and I believe what it says uh, <clears throat> but uh while we were we were uh, praying in the morning over that when he mentioned that some scriptures start coming to me. I don't know why. They just kept flooding and flooding on me. And it says that, um, it says that, you know, it says, don't you know that your house is a temple of the living God? And, okay, you know what I mean? That's fine. And then the other one was um, when, uh, when it says, you know, this is, Lord, when have we done this to you? And he says, Well, when you did it to the least of this, you did it to me. And I went, wow, okay. And then I says, then it started dawning on me that and then uh if we are the temple of the living God of the Holy Spirit, that means he is in us. Okay, and that means if we do something for somebody, then we're doing it to God. And and then that's when, when we went downstairs. And, and, and we prayed, and then I was no longer, it, it was, it's a very sacred and divine thing that we did last night. Because, and, and I'm amazed, because each one here has described it differently. It's amazing, you know. But, uh, because as soon, once we start uh, washing, when I would approach a brother, it was almost like I wasn't seeing that brother. I was like seeing the spirit of God. I was in that brother, so it was like I was washing the Lord's feet, and then when the turnaround, when it was time they were washing me, it was, I would look, and I would no longer see the brother. I would see, like, Christ, the spirit of Christ in that person washing my feet, and, and, and in reality, like somebody says, if you ever, if we do it again, you need to try to participate, because we enter to a different dimension of the spirit of Christ. And, and you'll never experience it unless you go there. You know what I mean? So, to me, it was just a, a new revelation. I've been around it. I've done it before. And uh, before, it was trying to conquer the, the pride. You know what I mean? Um, if some people that I prefer my people back home, they found out what I did, they would probably have something to say. You know, how can you do that? You know what I mean? But they are not of the fold. I am. You know? But anyway... To me, that's what it was, and uh, it was very, something very, um, very sacred for me, you know, because uh, I experienced a different, uh, I guess, awareness, a revelation of what actually was going on, you know what I mean? Uh, we were, we were actually touching God, touching the spirit of God within each one of us, Amen. Amen. Praise God.
0: Did I miss somebody? Oh, Autumn raised her hand. Okay. Oh, so Sister Julie was pointing Autumn out for me. I got you. Okay.
5: Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, on Sunday morning, when it was announced that we were going to do this, I couldn't help but remember a time back in Wapato when Sister Sally had us in Sunday school, all these little kids do a foot washing service. I don't know that we really got it back then, but it's always stuck with me. I always remembered that, you know. She was trying to instill something in us at a young age. And then um, on Sunday night, um, Armenia and I were right here close to the edge. And her two little girls were sitting here. And, and Maya and Liliana weren't here. And I just kept thinking of those girls. You know, they were washing, watching us. And they were seeing that example and you know we had talked about on Sunday morning the example that Christ was and um, I think about the example that we are as the church and just how do people see us Um, how do they see us interacting with one another Um, and so that really that really impacted me you know just um, the people that are watching Um, you never know the example that you are to others. And so that was really cool. I just loved seeing the girls here, you know, on the steps.
0: Praise God. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. Maybe we could thank the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the body of Christ and for members in particular. We praise you and we thank you, Father. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Father. I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Jesus. What a privilege to be a part of the body of Christ. Thank you, Father. Um, I will, I guess, warn you. Um, I think we may be in a vein for a little bit. OK. Uh, and the Lord has a way, you know, the scripture says that he would speak to his people line up line, line up line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. OK, because he's God and he doesn't change, he continues to speak to his people as such. And so it's why we encourage you, if for whatever reason you maybe miss a service, it's good to go back and listen to the audio or YouTube video because oftentimes there are things precept upon precept, line upon line, and the Lord is talking to us, right? Bishop shared it in uh, ministry the other night in Union Gap. I got to listen to he. We don't put together sermons, we seek to wait on the Holy Ghost, and He's leading us somewhere. The Spirit of God is leading us. And so I think we may be in a vein for a little bit, and and I, I've never had this happen before uh, quite this way, but I, I felt this vein that we're in. That's happened to me before. I guess that's why I recognize we're sort of coming into a vein right now. But this morning in a time of prayer and devotion and in the Word, The Lord began dealing with me in a different vein in the word of God. And I was pretty excited. And ready to go. And the Holy Ghost said, not yet. He said, that's where you'll go. When you're done with this vein." I've never had that happen before. And so there's something the work is doing. The Lord is doing. There's a work he's doing. This sharing of testimonies was not, oh, that's neat. Let's give everybody a chance. That would be nice. I trust you understand that. We need to hear the voice of the body. The body of Christ. Now, I, I want to read to you a place in Scripture in the book of Luke. Sorry, that. That long Luke was because I was making sure that's really where I want to go. Uh, I was second guessing myself. Luke chapter 22. Now, as you're going to Luke 22, let me tell you this this is Jesus and his disciples getting ready to eat the Last Supper. They've started eating the Last Supper. This is now when the Lord ministered to us on Sunday, Bishop started in John chapter 13. Jesus washing their feet. That was also at the Passover. That was before they partook of the Passover. It was in this upper room where they'd gathered together, where they were getting ready to... So this is the same night, the same place. Luke didn't record the foot washing, but this is the same time. You understand? Uh, But I want us to see something that we see in Luke's gospel that's not drawn out in John 13 when we were reading about this Passover supper, or what we often call the Last Supper. They had just... If you were to read through the first 20 verses, you would see that they've taken of the bread and the the wine, the fruit of the vine, and Jesus has said, someone's going to betray me. All that's taken place. And Jesus finishes saying what he does about betrayal in verse 22. And then I want you to notice verse 23. They've done all this. They've gone through this. He's obviously at this point already washed their feet. It would seem based if you go through and look in the different gospels and the chronology of it, It would seem he's already washed their feet. Now they've taken of the cup and of the bread. He said, Somebody's going to betray me. Verse 23, so you get this picture of what's happened. Jesus has humbled himself, washed their feet, example to them, servitude one to the other, one no better than the other. Right? Jesus said in John 13, If I, your Lord and Master, do wash your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. If I, as your master, would humble myself, you should definitely be willing to humble yourself one to the other. So all this has happened. Verse 23, now they're talking among themselves. Right? Like you know how you do sometimes, like after service, and then you go, okay, elders not around, bishops not around. What do, you, what do you think about how do you get maybe not quite the same, but you know what I'm talking about. They, they, I, I share that to help you. They're human. They're human like we are. And so they began to have these conversations among themselves. Watch. They began to inquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. They're talking about the betrayal. Trying to figure out who's going to do it. Which one of us? Who is it? Who is, who is it? Which one? Now, notice the shift. Verse 24. As they're talking about each other. Verse 24. And there was also a strife among them. Everybody say strife. Now, you know what's interesting to me about this word? I never knew this before. This word strife, how many of you know the word Philadelphia? Right? The church at Philadelphia? Right? What's Philadelphia mean? Brotherly love. Exactly right. Philadelphia. This word strife is philiconeic. I probably said it wrong, but that's about right. Philiconeic. It has the same root as Philadelphia, the beginning. Love. I never knew this before. It's love. But here's the thing. Here's the way the word literally interprets in the Greek. There was also a love of strife among them. There was a love of strife among them. Isn't that interesting? I I think it's probably like a... Anybody here, don't raise your hand. Just, just let it, anybody here love to compete? There was, it's, it's like, oh man, I'm going to get my hand up first. <laughs> right. now, there's a love of strife. That's the word, that's a little word. There was also, now watch, watch. There was a strife among them and here's what the strife was. Which of them should be accounted the greatest? Are you kidding me? He just said, My hour is come. They know he's getting ready to die. He's told them. And already, don't you know, they tried to fight it. They tried to suppress it in their human nature. But somebody decided, you know what? We probably can't wait till he's gone to settle this. I got to get my voice in now. I got to. You know, i got to get positioned now. i, I got to get myself set up now. So this conversation... They're human. They're human. And so this conversation started among at the Last Supper. I, it boggles my mind. But this is the human nature. Which one of them would be accounted the greatest? That literally translates... Here's what they were asking. Okay, so if this is going to happen to him... Which one of us is going to be the leader now? If he's going to die like he says, and he's going away like he says, which one of us is going to be the leader now? That's really what they were debating. That's what they mean by who's the greatest. Which one should take the lead when he's... That changes things, doesn't it? Now watch Jesus, verse 25. Jesus knows. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles, Gentiles in this regard speaks of heathens, not living for God. The Gentiles exercise lordship over them. They have hierarchical structure, hierarchy. And they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors. Verse 26 But you shall not be so. Whoa. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater he that sits at meat or he that serves is not he that sits at meat. See, Jesus is saying he's still talking about the Gentiles. If you're a Gentile and there's someone and you come into a room and one is sitting at the table at meat and somebody else is coming along and serving them, who do you say is the greatest? Well, you and I in our natural would say, well, the one sitting at the table being served is the greatest. That's what Jesus is saying. But notice then he said he didn't say, but I tell you. He was pointing back to what he exampled. But I am among you as he that serves. He was exampling to them what it was to be the greatest. It's not what you see the Gentiles or the heathen do. I want you to notice what I've done. This is why in John, after he washed their feet, or when he was washing their feet, he said, you don't understand what I'm doing for you now, but you'll understand later. I'm exampling to you. Service that makes you great. Now, we have set aside, as we are aware, since the 3rd of January this month, a month of fasting and prayer. And I am honored and humbled by the many that are participating collectively. As a body, I'm certain things are happening in the spirit. Things are being broken in the spirit. Just this week, remember we talked about the fast the Lord has chosen to break the bonds of the oppressed. Remember that? Just this week, I've had two different people reach out to me already that have been in bondage. One that I reached to four months ago and I never heard anything back from them. They've never been to this congregation as far as I know. Matter of fact, their name was given to me by one of Brother Jacinto's family members in Spokane and asked if I would reach out. I sent them a message. They never responded. They reached out to me at 3.30 Tuesday morning. I'm telling you, they were out of my mind. They'd left my mind. It'd been several months. I believe prayer and fasting is breaking the bond of the oppressed. Okay, now, I ask you this question. It may seem like we're bouncing around, but I promise we're not. We'll see. We spent a lot of time Sunday, and we've heard the word several times here tonight, talking about unity. Unity. We closed Sunday talking about the story from Ethiopia where Brother Teclamarian shared we never prayed for revival we prayed for unity and revival came i have a question for you what is the greatest hindrance to unity anybody want to venture a guess a thought Pride. Say it again? Self. Hear me. Hear the Lord, please. The greatest hindrance to unity is self. Self. We read this Sunday night, but we're going to go back here again. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. Verse 1. Jesus said through the apostle Paul. The Spirit of the Lord speaking through Paul. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ. Any. That's a, that's a broad word. If there be any if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit. Now, you can skip over some of that other stuff, but you can't skip over that. He didn't say if there's partial fellowship of the Spirit. He said if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if there's any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded. That's unity. Unity. Not that we all think the same. That we have fellowship with the Spirit. And through our fellowship of the Spirit, we have the mind of the Spirit. Therefore, we are like-minded. To be spiritually minded is life. To be carnally minded is death. Self is carnally minded. Be like-minded, having the same love. Being of one accord, of one mind. Paul is talking about unity verse 3 let nothing everybody say nothing nothing, nothing be done through what Trife. there's that word strife that's what they were dealing with at the passover supper there there was a strife among them let nothing be done What's he addressing? He's addressing my motive and your motive. Why do I do what I do in relationship to my brother, my sister, the body, to my fellow man? Why? Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory or to draw attention to myself. Vainglory, vanity, glory that is vanity. Let nothing be done to draw attention to myself. That's what he's saying. But what? How? How? In lowliness of mind, watch, let each esteem who? Other. Better than who? Self. Each must esteem other. What's happening when we're washing one another's feet? Brother Zario, come here. Please. Sit right here. What's happening here? I'm esteeming my brother better than myself. No, let me wash your feet. I'm humbling myself. And then there's this exchange and this reciprocity where this is what happened on Sunday night, where there's an exchange that says, I humble myself before you and I submit myself to you. And then there's a reciprocity where we say, now he humbles himself before me and submits... One's no better than the other. One's not above the other. We have gifts. We have callings that differ in the body. But we're a part of the same body. And so what are we doing? Each one esteeming other better than ourselves. Each one esteeming other better than ourselves. That's not saying, I'm nobody. I'm nothing. Poor me. I'm just no good. I'm not worthy like it. No, 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 no. It's recognizing every part of the body is significant. And I'm not holding myself above another part. I'm esteeming every part. Because like Sister Stephanie said... I need you. You need me. Each esteem other better than self. When I esteem self, it's the greatest hindrance to unity. The world says, look out for number one. The world says, I'm taking care of me because nobody else will. That's the Gentile. Verse 4, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. I said this Sunday night. That doesn't mean ignore your stuff and get in everybody else's business. What that means, what Paul says there, if you read it in different translations, he's saying, don't get so focused on all your stuff. Be more concerned with the needs of your brother That's part, he's given an example of what it is to prefer others above self, esteem others above self. Consider the needs of others before I even consider my own. That's what Paul's talking about. He's talking about a spirit of unity. We read Ephesians 4, we're not going to read it again. You remember last Thursday, we talked about from Ephesians 4, the second half of the chapter, putting off and putting on, putting off the old man, putting on Christ. And then we went back on Sunday and went to the first half, which was unity. Paul talked all about unity and what unity was and how we endeavor its work to esteem others. But I endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace And then he followed by telling us all those things about putting off and putting on. Those are things we have to do to maintain that unity he talked about in the beginning. Does that make sense? We desire unity of the spirit. Unity of the spirit. Unity of the spirit. Is it any wonder that Jesus said in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Mark 8 and 34. When he called the people to him with his disciples also, he said to them. Got all the disciples together and the people. Notice what Jesus said. Whosoever will come after me, what's he got to do? You've got to deny self and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life, that's self, for my sake and the gospels. The same shall save it. I do not share these things tonight as though I have this figured out and mastered by any stretch of the imagination. Self is the greatest hindrance to unity. Self is the greatest hindrance to unity. I have to find my way to the cross and die to myself in order to truly and fully function fully the way he intends in the body of Christ. It's why all of those things we read. Ephesians four sixteen, please. From whom the whole body fitly fr- fitly joined together. Now this whole body is multiple parts, many parts. We read that in 1 Corinthians, and we read that from Paul, and also here in Ephesians 4. From whom the whole body is fitly joined together. When is the last time, I know I've used this example before, but here we are again. When is the last time the various parts of your body started competing with one another? For your attention. Your left hand arguing with your right hand over who's more important. No, you don't even think of that. You just move as a body. When I asked Brother Osario to come up here while I go, he didn't pause and say, well, let me check with my legs and see if they're willing. Let me check with my back and see if it's willing to get up out of this seat. Why? Because his whole body functions as an individual unit. And it all worked to respond to what the head was telling him to do. He heard with his ears, his head, processed the information, and then his whole body moved according to the instruction that came from his head. This is God's design for the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the body. And so he desires you and I, every one of us, when he fills us with a spirit, what a great miracle, we have now been born into the body. The greatest miracle beyond the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost was that 120 individuals became a part of one body on that day. And then 3,000 more were added that became a part of one body on that day. And then 5,000 were added that became a part of one body on that day. Self i got to die to myself. It's not, Lord, what's best for me, myself, and mine. Watch. The whole body. Everybody say the whole body. Not my little part, Lord, my little ministry. My little. No, no, God, the whole body. The whole body. Give me a perspective of the whole body. Let me see my place, but let me see it in the whole body. I wanna be aligned with my brother. I wanna be aligned with my sister. How do I get that alignment? I esteem others better than myself. I prefer my brother. I submit to my brother in love. I bear up my brother. I, I bear my brother's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I'm talking about one body. Fitly, fitly. That's not forced together. All right, we'll come. We'll make it work. No, fitly joined together and compacted or strengthened by that which every joint supplies. Where God joins, brother Nazariah and I, strength comes. Strength comes at the joints. And according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. We talked about a measure of grace. There's this measure working in every part. And so the grace God's given you for your part of the body and the grace God's given me for my part of the body. When we join together where he places us and we're fitly framed, those, that grace given each of us begins to work effectually in every part. And what does that do when the grace of God given to every part begins to work effectually in every part when we're joined and strengthened at the joint? I'll tell you what happens. The body makes increase of itself. Oh, that means go knock 2,000 doors and see how many people. What? I, I missed that in that verse. "The body makes increase went away maketh increase of the body unto the edifying edifying of each part. The edifying of the whole body in love. When I allow the grace of God given me for my place in ministry and calling in the body of Christ and I die to myself, but I pursue my place in the body in relationship to my brother in relationship to my sister, not for what makes me look good. That's vain glory, not in competition. I acknowledge their part, my part, but I seek to do it to complement one another. There is grace In every part that begins to work effectually at the joint. It It strengthens the body. And the body makes increase of itself. That sounds like pray for unity. And revival. And the Lord added to the church daily. So, I read that somewhere. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. See, we want to think no, no, it can't work like that. I must, we'll have to do something, but what will we do? We'll do what the head directs us as a body to do. And we won't be doing it in competition with one another. We'll do it in unison with one another. Fluid and flowing, the Spirit of God working through us, directing us, working with us. Unity. Unity starts where self ends. Can we pray right now? In Jesus' name, would you talk with Him? We're not just going through motions. We're not just trying to gather on a Sunday and a Thursday to say we had church and we had a nice group together. We are the body of Christ in the earth, seeking to submit ourselves one to another and align with the Spirit of God and the Word of God to see His work fulfilled through us for His glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, this is personal, but it's also corporate. It's personal and it's corporate. The personal side is I've got to die to myself, I got to die to myself. You understand most offense comes in a body because I'm worried about self. I'm looking out for self. I'm well, what about me? Well, they did this to me. No, no, no. I'm look Jesus suffered persecution of his own brethren, but he didn't respond to that because he was looking at a greater purpose. He was the body of Christ in the earth, but when he ascended and came and filled us with the Spirit, we become the body of Christ in the earth. So I must die to myself to see the unity of the Spirit in the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, there must come an attitude of Christ that when I look upon my brother, I don't look for fault. I seek to assume the best, to bear up my brother, to bear up my sister. A losing of self, of losing of self. Come on, there's some repentance that has to happen in my spirit, God. Forgive me, Lord, where I've been so focused on self. Come on, it's the gentle chastening of the Lord tonight and the leading because of where he's taking us. Your spirit, your word, Father. Your spirit, your will, your word, Father.
9: Amen. If you could put up on the screen John chapter 16 at verse 4 in the uh, sharing of your testimonies um, the voice of the Lord was illuminating some things you several struggled to participate in a a, uh, an action, a physical action, not realizing there would be a spiritual engaging. And now I can recall from the first time I was involved in a foot washing service back in 1981. And I, I remember seeing the basins in the water and wondering, where's the washcloth. And then I watched and they were using their hands in between their toes. And I thought is are, you know are they serious? But when I begin to participate there was something that came over us. And that's what was described here tonight. There was something that engaged That was beyond the physical action that we were participating in. And if you remember, Jesus told Peter. If you don't engage in this, if you don't participate in this, there's a place in me you will not have now. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. That I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. The dimension of life and ministry as students of Christ, they had walked in, but he had told them there's a change coming. And the change came when the Holy Ghost came upon them. No longer were they the students sitting at his feet, listening. But now it was greater works than these shall you do. Now, Sunday, I heard a prophetic word spoken. Elder Hart, in his communicating the things that he shared with us there was a prophetic word i believe that was spoken saying that if we if the uh, the of us participating because of what's just ahead uh, now I, those are my words trying to recall what he said but i believe it of a truth The Lord knows what's just ahead. Now, the other night, you experienced a spiritual engaging. You participated by what you said was your obedience to a physical action. But there's something that has come upon you. There is an anointing. A divine, a sacred moment. And so we look ahead as to the things that we will walk in together in unity as the body. He alone knowing the things that are just ahead. They are just ahead, I'm telling you. Several of you shared that you prayed authority. And I'm telling you, when you said that, you said it under authority. And the authority of God comes upon us. I'm telling you, (laughs) you didn't just engage the spirit of God. There is something that has come upon you from God. It's here to remain. It's here for the forward. There was such a pressing in the spirit on Sunday for this. Now, Elder Hart just shared we have entered into a vein. The importance of the things that are being shared yet here tonight and however long, again, it is a readying of us. It is a preparing of us. You don't have to look too far to realize the world around us has changed and it'll continue in a motion because he has destiny and a future for his body. As long as it's here, operative on the earth for the now, he has purpose and destiny in the name of Jesus. God bless you.
0: If you receive this, I encourage you to find a place of prayer. Come on, let the Holy Ghost work in your spirit and mind. In the name of Jesus, find a place of prayer. Commune with the Holy Ghost. Commune with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's that anointing that comes... In unity, in the name of Jesus.